Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This program is called 15 Minutes with Jesus. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And then chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So we see here that God, in the Garden of Eden, in the very beginning, he commanded Adam, even before he made Eve, he commanded Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And after Eve was created, the devil came to Eve first. What Satan said to Eve is the main thing I want to talk about. He said to her in chapter 3, verse 1, Yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God commanded Adam not to eat of that tree. And he told Adam, In the day you eat thereof, you will die. And Satan came and told Eve, Oh, you won't die. Go ahead. You'll be wise. You'll be like gods. He tempted Eve, and she fell for it. And she went and ate of the fruit, and then she gave it to Adam, and he fell for it, and he ate. And they both fell. And they died. They did not die physically, but they died spiritually. They no longer had eternal life. They died spiritually. Through sin, which is disobedience of God, they disobeyed his commandment, and they sinned, and they were cursed because of it. The ground was cursed because of it. But the point I want to talk about is, God commanded not to eat of the tree. Satan came. He tempted Eve. And he told her, oh, you won't die. And he lied. That was a lie. Because God said, you will die. And, of course, they did not die physically, but they died spiritually. They were cut off from eternal life. As we see in verse 19 of chapter 3, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, 
and unto dust shalt thou return. Let's turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Let's go to verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In verse 4 it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let's turn to John chapter 3. Verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. A son of God lives forever. A son of God, a daughter of God, has eternal life through Jesus Christ. Let's go to John chapter 3. Well, let's look at verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus was lifted up upon the cross he was born of the Virgin Mary. He became a man. He was conceived in her womb by the Holy Ghost. Jesus became a man. He was the Son of God, but he was also a man. And he was tempted in every way as we are, yet he never sinned. That's why he's called the spotless Lamb of God. And he willingly offered himself in obedience to the Father upon the cross of Calvary for our sins. He died for our sins. He literally paid the entire full ransom for our sins on the cross. Not only for you and me, but for every human being that's ever lived or ever will live. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. He also bore our sicknesses and our pains. And he died. The Bible says he loved us and he washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's why Jesus came. And he gave unto us eternal life. When we receive Jesus, when we hear this, when we hear the gospel, not only did he die for our sins, but he rose from the dead. And he justified all of us when he rose from the dead. The Father justified him, and he justified all of us that have been baptized into him. We've been baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection. We are crucified with him. We are raised with him, justified from all things that the law of Moses could not justify us from. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is one spirit. So when you're born again, Jesus Christ comes to dwell in your heart. Let's turn to Galatians 4. Galatians 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, 
God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Scripture says that God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Let's turn to Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. The grace of God is the gift of his Son. God so loved us, John chapter 3, he so loved us that he gave his Son, a living sacrifice for our sins. The Bible says that God made him who knew no sin to become sin, to be made sin. Jesus was made sin. All the sin of the human race was put on him when he was on the cross. That's when he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Father had to forsake him at that moment when Jesus was made sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are in him. He is in us, and in him is no sin. He bore our sins. He took away our sins. So when we repent of our sins and believe on Jesus Christ and believe in his sacrifice for our sins, we receive the grace of God. We receive the righteousness of God. The Bible says that God has given us a robe of righteousness. We receive his righteousness by faith. And we are justified, just as though we've never sinned. That is the grace of God. And then, if you look in the book of Acts, they received the Holy Ghost after they were baptized in water. But sometimes they received the Holy Ghost before they were baptized in water. They received the Holy Ghost, either through the laying on of the apostles' hands or just the outpouring of the Spirit directly on people. 
Jesus told his disciples shortly before he left, he said, I'm going to go back to the Father. He said, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the Comforter, that he may be with you forever. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. But also remember when Peter was sent by the Holy Ghost to go to Cornelius' house, who was a Gentile centurion, he came to their house and he started preaching the gospel and the Holy Ghost fell on the whole group of people. It was Cornelius, his wife and family and his friends were gathered there, a group of people. The Holy Ghost just fell on them as they were hearing the gospel and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And when Peter and the other disciples that came with him, when they saw that, they were amazed and they said, we should get them baptized. So that's what they did. They were baptized in water after they received the Holy Ghost. Let's turn to Romans 8. So if we look in verse 10, it says, If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do put to death the deeds of the body, we shall live. This is the Christian experience. This is walking with Jesus. This is what we need to do. We need to come to Jesus, take his yoke upon us, learn of him, walk with him. How can you possibly walk with him without the gift of the Holy Spirit? We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that we can be led by the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will always be leading us to follow Jesus. Jesus only does the will of the Father. Jesus is coming back to this earth in the very near future, according to the scriptures, and he's going to set up his throne in Jerusalem, and the kingdom of God will be established on the earth. He's going to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. And those of us that remain faithful to him will be with him, will have our glorified bodies, will be with him ruling and reigning in the earth at that time. Thank you very much for listening. This concludes part one of the flesh and the spirit, death and life.